Every woman has a story. Every story matters. It makes you who you are. For so long, women have hidden from their stories when in fact they are the very thing that makes them shine. Welcome to the Ruby Slipper Women Podcast. I am Rosie Nerney, your podcast host, mother of four, multi-million dollar direct sales business owner and domestic violence survivor. I'm so grateful to have this time with you. Join me and a wide range of inspiring women as we follow down the yellow brick road of life, growth, challenges and ultimately discovering our ruby slippers and coming home to ourselves. All the power you need is within you. We are not in Kansas anymore. It's time to head down the yellow brick road. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Ruby Slipper Women podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am very excited to introduce you to our guest today. Her name is Sarah Gale. She is the former Project Runway Australia judge turned spirit activist. Sarah migrated from the competitive fashion industry, pioneering the journey into the aesthetics of the soul. She's an accredited coach and founder of Wearing Your Worth, a revolutionary program created to enable women to gain greater insight into their psychological relationship with their clothes and use their wardrobe to transform their connection with their authenticity and come home to themselves. A mother of two, Sarah is passionate about living an authentic life and continually honing her willingness to live transparently with love, courage, and vulnerability. She enjoys inspiring others to live a mindful and fulfilling life. She is also a turmeric latte and a green smoothie bowl junkie, and you are in such good company because so am I. (laughs) So welcome, Sarah. I am really, really, really excited to have you on the show because when I was reading about you and your bio and everything you do, it's just such important work because there are so many women out there who lose themselves when it comes to their identity like and clothes that they wear or buy clothes and wear clothes based on what they think they should wear to in order to fit in rather than really connecting with themselves and their identity and what they want to project out there and I just I love the mission behind what you do because when a woman feels when a woman looks confident, she feels confident and then she's likely to go out there and, and do more things with confidence in the world. So I just, I love what you're doing. I love your mission and I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Oh, that's so lovely, Rosie. And thank you so much for that. I'm really happy to be on this podcast as well. And um, yeah, I love that you get what I do. I really love that. Yeah. It's really, really special. Actually, it was just to just little briefly a little bit about me before we go into your story I only recently realized how much my own wardrobe wasn't really reflecting how I wanted to show up in the world so I have a business in the health and wellness industry and I got very caught up in a while thinking that I had to wear like flower printed skirts and dresses and Mm. all of that kind of stuff in order to fit into the industry and I'd wear them and I'd just be like oh like they looked pretty but when I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's just kind of stuff I want to wear on the weekend or to a barbecue or to the beach. It's not something that represents the kind of person that I want to show up, like a strong woman that I want to show up as. And it wasn't until my sister-in-law who works at um, Seed and she was talking to me about 
clothes and wardrobes and all that kind of stuff and her wardrobe, like she always looks immaculate in in the way she presents herself and she was going through her wardrobe with me and it was the first time that I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's my wardrobe so all over the place. I've got bits of this and bits of that and it doesn't flow. Um, Yeah, so I just, Mm. I really, really love what you do. I really, really mm. do. I think it's really, really, really important. And not many, not enough women, I believe, uh, think about it and take it on board. Yeah, that's certainly been my experience. And I think, I think that's so understandable because the messages that we're given in this world since day dot are that Absolutely. So we don't even think. Yeah, so many people think dressing, and, and I was like this, thought dressing was such a superficial part of life. Yeah. Yet every single thing that we do in this life can either connect us with the heart of who we are or disconnect us from the heart of who we are. Oh, I'm so going to like make up a quote card for that. That is so good. (laughs) So share a little bit about your journey with us. So the concept of the podcast, which I was talking to you about before, is um, the Ruby Slippers and the Wizard of Oz. So when your journey from realizing you're not in Kansas anymore and then what sort of took you on the path to realizing that you have within you everything that you need yeah so this journey started very early for me around somewhere between the age of four and six wow I had yeah I know it was amazing I had an out-of-body experience and driving along in the car with my siblings my mum driving Glenferry Road Hawthorne and all of a sudden I kind of felt this inkling to close my eyes and I close my eyes and next thing I know, I've got this, this nothingness in front of me with all these colored lights. And I have just gone into this bliss state. I'm floating, wow. like literally floating. And the, the state of bliss was just, I was, I was in nothingness. Yeah. And then I, I held, heard Dash felt this booming voice that said to me, you don't die when you die. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I just continued to float and feel like I was, I didn't know where I was, but I certainly knew I was not contained in my body. Yeah. And, and I kept floating. And then I heard the next booming voice that came and said, there is more to life than this. And by this, I knew that it meant my external experience of life as it was. Yeah. And I was just, I I stayed in it, but yet the more I try, I attached to wanting to stay there, the more I felt myself coming back into my body. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and so so this happened until clunk, I was back in my body. Next minute, I could hear all my siblings arguing in the car. (laughs) And And I opened my eyes and I remember looking around and thinking, Oh my God, I'm not sure anyone gets me. Yeah. <laughs> such a ripe yeah. old age. Yeah. So I tell that story because for me, there was this acknowledgement very early that there was a lot more to, to life than, than this. And, um, and so fast forward many years and, you know, I, I, I went to sleep and I always had any inkling that I knew a, a different part of me, but I went along life as a very normal teenager. Certainly no one in my family was, had kind of an elevated sense of, of a more evolutionary, yeah. you know, soul existence. Yeah. Um, and then I got to age 28 and I had one child 
um because I had two gorgeous sons yeah and um age 28 and the voice was back and I woke up one morning and it said there is more to life than this and I literally went through what Brene Brown would call a spiritual awakening, yep. a breakdown. Yeah, and it was just, I love her <laughs> story about her spiritual so awakening and breakdown. It's so funny. Well, mine was the same. And I, you know, so from there, to cut a very long story short, I started on this incredible personal development um, journey, which I've been a daily meditator for, I think, 23 or 24 years now and um, trained in lots of different things and at the same time lived this very external life in the fashion industry yeah like because as you're saying this I'm just like how how did you survive (laughs) because it is it's so like aesthetic that's so and and it's so true and and it's a really like if you've ever seen Devil Wears Prada I've definitely worked with people like that. Like mm. there is no two ways about it. It's a harsh, harsh industry with a lot of egos and a lot of prima donnas. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, I was there for a while, let's face it. And yeah. um, what happened though is I literally fell into that industry. I was studying psychology and so blah, 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 and got offered this job in the fashion industry and just decided I'm just going to take it. Yeah. And then once I got into it, I just, I actually really loved it. I loved it. I yep. loved the creativity. I yeah. loved, you know, it was just, it sang to my soul. Yeah. Cause there are like, like, as I was saying at the beginning, there's some beautiful aspects to it. It is, it's, it's a form of art. It is, it is. Mm. And if you think of our creativity, which is so connected to our feminine, it's mm. like, it's, it's, we can be using dressing as this creative force. Yeah. But what, what happened is I got into the industry and then, you know, decades later, the whole way through, I kept breaking down. And it's always a sign for me. When my body starts to fail me, it's like, ooh, something's not right here. Yeah. Um, and I started to feel very, like, it, it just, it wasn't working. And... Um, you know, I ended up in hospital with blood pressure of 230 over 180 and wow. just, just stupid. My, my body broke down after a, um, a trip uh, to Asia with the company and, you know, I just, I was on the couch for three months and couldn't move. So wow. my whole body, I was burning out my adrenals. So yeah. much was happening. I was suffering from post-traumatic stress from a violent relationship. Like there were lots and lots. My life was was really mm. yeah it was and I had two beautiful children thank god I was a you know high achiever in parenting mm. um but I got to probably about um five years ago and even though I'd had time in and out of the industry along the way it was like something kept niggling at me and actually, if, let's, let's rewind 10 years ago when I was on Project Runway. And this is where I first started to really realize something's not, something's not right here. Like, why do I feel the anxiety and insecurities around what I wear when I know how to put an outfit together? Mm. Like, this is not about the clothes. What is this? And it started to skyrocket in Runway, maybe because I had a more pro, um, public profile. Mm. And I went into my wardrobe one day and I was quiet enough to hear the voices in my head. 
And those voices are often just like white noise. Like a lot of the time I've done silent meditation retreats over the last couple of years and the white noises in my head are like a meetup group. They're like, oh, my God, what is that? (laughs) And and it was the same in my wardrobe. It was like, what the hell? Um, This is going back about a decade again. And once I really started to listen, it was I realized that the way that I spoke to myself about how I looked was a direct reflection of the way I spoke about myself and and treated myself in the whole of life. And so Mm. I started to get super curious. Things like, you know, will they accept me? Uh, Will they think that this is respectful? Um, How do I please the person that I'm going to see? Uh, Will I fit in? Do I belong? Oh my God, I'm not good enough. Oh, I look like crap. Blah, blah. Oh I mean, my gosh. The yeah. amount of women that are going to be able to relate to this is just massive. We all know them, don't we? Yep, totally. And you know how I know this? Because so once I started to get curious and listen to that, then I started to challenge them. I was like a dog with a bone. Yeah. It was like, right, <laughs> love that. <laughs> I'm going for this. And so I started to challenge and and wear things that made me, you know, I was, I was really afraid of, but knew that they were connected with my heart and soul. Yeah. I could feel it. It was like, no, this is me. And it was, it was me starting to branch out into who really am I? Mm-hmm. And, and after all these masks, because as women and men, I'm finding out, because men get really offended when I just talk about women in this. I was at mm, a, an event a couple of weeks ago and all the men in the room said what it what do you not think we have those voices and I'm like wow sorry guys okay men as well um but what I what I started to realize was that we've all worn masks and look at social media look at marketing look at the fashion industry look at the stories that we're fed about what we need to look like to be loved to be accepted to fit in absolutely like they're, they're, they're right. How could we not have some kind of narrative that's connecting in with that? Absolutely. But what I realise is that that narrative is, yes, from those, those large perspectives, but they're also from our childhood as well. And they, they start to inform the patterns that keep us hidden in what we wear. So a lot of the time... Um, I started to peel back these masks and what I found underneath completely blew my socks, like completely blew me. It was like, oh, my God, what is this? What Mm. I found is when you take off the masks and when you start to almost excavate everything that's piled on top, what I found was that I had three style essences that were, that were connected to the heart and soul, like my core essence of who I was. And that those essences is who, like who I'm here to play out in this world. Mm. So I started to take this into other people's wardrobes and I found exactly the same thing. It was just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, right. It was really extraordinary. And and I found out, you know, everyone seems to have body distortion issues. I haven't yes. come across a client that doesn't. And I've <laughs> I've had clients from size zero up to size in their twenties. Yeah. And the narrative is pretty much the same. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, 
whoa. And what we found was like there's, there's different, everyone has their own stories that keeps them stuck in not really fully expressing the heart and soul of who they are in their clothes. Oh, that's yeah? so powerful. Yeah, so and powerful. So, for instance, I had, I had, I mean, I could give you loads of stories. I'll give you a couple. I had one client who um, had, she was a um, public speaker and really accomplished in her own right, but wanting to take it like to the absolute next level, like really large crowds, really large business, blah, blah, blah. And she couldn't work out what was this that was stopping her. So, we went into her wardrobe. And through a series of questions, I ask the clients to bring out particular things from their wardrobe. And I've got it down pat to this format that I can't even take credit for because literally it's come through me. Yeah. And, and I asked her to pull these things out. And what came through is she had a theme around comfortability. Like she put something on, so why do you love that? You know, how do you feel? Comfortable. Everything was about comfortable. Now, I'm not, I'm not against comfortability, but comfortable was like this mask for her that was keeping her think about what that means yeah in the whole of your life you've got it Rosie number yeah you've got it straight away and she was portraying this in her career as well so no wonder she wasn't going across the line as it turned out her style essences let me see if I can remember these her style essences ended up as elegant playful and sexy yeah and those three were not being expressed in these comfortable clothes yeah so what we did was we rejigged her wardrobe so that she could express these three essences in each outfit and what happens when you do that is it's like you've been plugged into an electrical socket that is running your own very charge your very own charge yeah. And it's like, if you could see me now, I'm poof, putting my hands right up in the air. It's like, it's like you're just got this electrical oh, current I'm, of you running through. Yeah. I'm visualizing a person like actually looking at themselves in the mirror for the first time and dressed like that. You've got it. Going, oh my God, it's me. Like there I am. Yes. Rosie, yeah. absolutely got it. And then when they walk out into the world and they're beating that vibration, yeah, you can only guess what happens, right? Oh, so powerful! Oh, I love I've got like it. cold shivers. I love it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm 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 so glad you get it because it's a. I really want for years and literally years. I've been trying to not do this. Like really, I've been yeah. trying to throw it away because I had such a thing around. Oh my God, but fashion and, and what we wear is so superficial. And it's like, I kept getting like downloads yeah. in the middle of the night saying, get on with it, write the book, get out there. This is, this is your duty. And it's like, okay. So yeah. I've now realized though that I would imagine if you get dressed like that every morning, because all you have to do, once you know your style essences, you put those into every outfit and it's, like I have clients ringing me the following week saying, you have no idea what's just happened. And yeah, I'm like, I can imagine. tell me, mm, you know, and so we, we stop hiding from all the stories. You know, one, one woman's father had told her at 14 that she looked like a slut. Bang. Right. Sexy was never expressed again in her wardrobe. Yep. And another woman who was dressing like a child, she was in her forties, 
but she was really rebellious, like a rebellious child. And it was yep. really halting her. And when she got, when we got to it, her parents had divorced and separated and gone through a really hard time when she was a teenager. And she had deemed that to become an adult made you unhappy. So she had stayed in child. Wow. Yeah, she had uh, had all these, uh, a wardrobe full of costumes. She realised everything she was wearing was like a costume to protect her from really stepping into her womanhood. Oh, and when wow. she, yeah, when she did, it was just like, oh, my God, this woman's just evolved into a, a new her. Oh, that is so powerful. So mm. powerful. I just, oh. I love it. I love everything that you do. It's just so you're really comfortable with where you're at. Well, not comfortable because, you know, we don't want to be comfortable, but you feel like you're on, you're on purpose, like you're oh, on your purpose. You're living your purpose. There's nothing that's like, do you ever come up against now? Um, we're, we're talking about the ego before, like your ego coming in and telling you to, you know, what you're doing is wrong or, you know, really play a bit smaller. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it tries, like it really tries, and it's it's that I think it's the part of us that okay, I'll own it. It's a part of me that that knows, like that deep, deep knowing inside. And it's funny how I'll be sent messages. So <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has had this. Well, I do know because I've spoken to other people, and they do. But I'm not sure whether you or any of your listeners have ever had this. When when you're branching into something new, and this is new in the marketplace as well, so it's taken a lot to educate, you know, to kind of say this is what it is and this is how it works. Um, but that, <laughs> there'll be times where I'll wake up in the morning, and in the past, and and actually pretty recent past as well, and I'll go. It's not even a thing. What am I doing? Have I lost yeah. my mind? It's like, <laughs> I, you know, I could be in, a, in another senior executive role, you know, with, with plenty of security and plenty of all of that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so every time I think about that, what seems to happen is that day something really powerful comes in. A client will, or, or give me some feedback and say, oh, my God, this has completely transformed my life. Like this is just such deep work. I've had clients say, to me, we, we've just gone further and deeper and unraveled and, and got to the bottom of things in the last five hours that I've been working on in a whole year in psychotherapy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, oh. I can imagine. I, I mean, it's not my intention, but it just seems to be the way the work pans out. Yeah. So, you know, yes, I know this is, I know this is my purpose. I don't think that living on purpose is always the easiest option. Like oh, it's it, not. It doesn't, it doesn't feel it, does it? No. No, but it's the best option. Yes, it is. Yes, it's the it best. Is. It's definitely not the easiest. And through all my guests that I interview, common theme is to feel into it, to just really feel into it, um, mm. and that the ego is always there. Mm. You, it's all. There's going to be always. It's always going to be there, doubting you and trying to keep you small and totally. keep you safe, like oh. bring you back down. And it's just about having that awareness to go. I see you. I even hear you, but I'm not buying your story. Absolutely. I couldn't yeah. agree more. And there was yeah. something else I read yesterday. One of my friends who, who's in a boat doing his own thing talked about long-term gratitude. And yeah. if we can really appreciate long-term gratitude, because the ego loves short-term gratitude, like um, 
gratification, not gratitude, sorry, gratification. So oh, short-term yeah. gratification. Yeah. The ego says, if I can't see what I'm going to get from this right now, I'm out of here. Yeah. Whereas our purpose is patience. I pray every morning I give thanks for the patience that I hold within the wisdom of my being. Yeah. Because that is definitely something that I have had to really hone is my patience. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm listening to you. I'm just like so in awe. I just love every word that's coming out of your mouth. It's so full of wisdom. Oh, I really, really hope that everyone that has listened to this is going to walk into their wardrobe and go, where am I? Is this me? And if not, where can I go to get some help? So speaking of that, where can people find you? Sure. So I have a website, which is wearingyourworth.com. And certainly people can connect in, like sign up to the newsletter. And there's also a contact form. So by all means, people often contact me through that. And then um, I, so I do one-on-one wearing your worth wardrobe immersions, which we go through the whole of your wardrobe. We find your style essences. We identify the patterns that you're holding that are keeping you small and keeping you hidden and then um then we restyle the whole your wardrobe according to your style essences and and this is done very much through you not not from me being prescriptive but through you because your soul knows Mm. and so we connect in with that it's a deep process it's a it's a truly transformative process and i don't say that lightly it, it, when you transform that at a base level in what you do every morning, then you tra- then transformation happens in the rest of your life as well. Oh, completely. Um, I'm even thinking about myself because I've got four children, so I've got four daughters. They're 10 and under. Mm-hmm. And when I get up and I can't be bothered and just pop on some tights and a jumper, like I don't look in the mirror and go, I'm going to smash the world. Yeah. I look in the mirror and go, there's a dirty kitchen down there that I'm going to have to go and clean up very shortly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whereas I know if I just took, and it doesn't, it's not long, like it's two minutes extra to yes. put on something that made me feel really empowered. I'd be like, I'm going to smash that kitchen and then I'm going to go email these people and then I'm going to go change some lives. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. And you know, and it's not about the clothes, it's about the energy that the clothes Absolutely. hold in connection yep. with you. Yep. So I'm about to launch also an online course so that Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so that so people that I uh, say they might work full time or they want to do it over a series of it'll be 6 or 7 weeks. Um I can't remember, I think maybe it's 6 weeks and it's going to start in August. And we will be deep diving into your wardrobe and dissecting because within within your wardrobe lays every single aspect of you. And so we look at the balance of your wardrobe compared to the balance of your life. Um, we look at where you're fitting in. We, we look at different circuit breakers, like when you're getting dressed, how to actually break those patterns of the narrative. And then we'll, we'll look at your style essences as well. And then how to take that into each areas of your life. It might be dating. It might be work. It could be, you know, socializing. It could be picking the kids up from school, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, we look at how we take that and really, really attuned to our authenticity in Absolutely. how we show up in the world. What would you say to, I mean, because there's a lot of excuse makers out there. So what would you say to a woman who's sitting there listening to this right now and goes, you know, oh, well, look, I, I don't have time for that. 
I, I, I would say what we put on our bodies has an energetic imprint. Like what we put into our bodies impacts our, our life and our health. What we put onto our bodies actually impacts the energy that we live in. I love it. So it's, you know, it, I think if we're going to get dressed, if we have to get dressed. Like it's, it's law. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like it's one of those You're things. You're going to do it. Yes. So, yeah. so I would say use it, use it to connect with your heart and soul rather than let your ego take you for a ride in what you wear. Yeah. Because unwittingly, we, we often don't even know that's happening. Totally. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Sarah, thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom. There are so many golden nuggets in here. I can't wait to pull them all out and make them into quote cards. Mm, everyone that's everyone that's listening, Sarah Gale, you can find her at www.wearingyourworth.com. And thank you again for being on here. I'm so grateful. And thank you for everyone to, that was listening. And I look forward to you tuning in for another episode of Ruby Slipper Women. Guys, just quickly before you go, if you could do me a massive favor and please share this on your socials or head to iTunes and give us five stars. It's the only way we're going to get the message out there and create the movement where more women stand up and believe in themselves. I can't do this on my own. I really, really need your help. If you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Our website is coming. It will be www.rubysleeperwomen.com. So keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, please head over to Instagram at rubysleeperwomen and give us a follow. Look forward to seeing you for the next round and thank you so much for your support.